Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello all, it's Helen here the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the program audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 185 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you somehow still managing to play despite everything I do to you? <laughs> Zolf still got loads of hit points, Smith. Hamid actually quite hurt a little bit badly, in a sense. Uh, <laughs> Salah Harun Al-Tahan. So, actually, better than usual, because I, I beast morphed into a massive bat thing with a big wolfy snout and teeth and claws so i got i got tons of hit points uh now um so you know and a side bottom yeah (laughs) in fact that's a that's a valid valid playing of cells and minus two even more charisma so so this this is this is why we keep cell out of meta discussions and (laughs) and as you alex Fine, leave that in. Fine, fine. 
<laughs> You're on my list, Helen. Lydia's still my favourite. Lydia's still my favourite for failing a check at some point. Only one. <laughs> But uh, you're on my list now. Fine. Uh, All right. Fine. So, are we going to do a clean take or are we just going to accept no, no, the bleeps? No, no, no. We're committed to this. Sure. This, is, this is our in. Fine. <laughs> right. We all good to pick up then after Helen's horrendous, just, just <laughs> visceral in. Okay. Yeah. So, fine. Yes. Lines in the sand are drawn. <laughs> Me and all my monsters are on one side. You all are on the other. Bryn, Bryn's a little closer to my side by virtue of allowing himself to get hit like 12 times. <laughs> hey, I got that's hit, fine. just not very well. I tried. I was super invisible, but apparently Bryn, that didn't that's, matter. No, but that's why. Because you went invisible and thus I got to use their see invisibility thing. Like, <laughs> I'm really happy you at least engaged. That's fine. The rest of you are, you know, first warning, all right? Hey, Cell is shaken but not affected by it. But these CRs are so high. <laughs> At some point, I'll reveal, I, like, I'll go back and look over the audio and be like, what was the CR for that? Ah, 47. <laughs> <laughs> All I hear is, this is so much tasty XP. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bryn was like, I want to hit a certain level. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are quick ways of doing that. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, if the airship had crashed and you'd lost everyone, I might have given you some XP for that, but it's fine this way too. That's fine too. Oh, God. Okay, so we are going to be picking up where we left off, which is technically we are still in initiative because there are still two planty creatures and Summit Newell in dire polar bear form is also in dire straits by mm. virtue of having failed a save and getting silver plant to the face. With that in mind then, I am going to pick up where we left off, which wasn't actually at the top of initiative order. It was Summit Newell next. So the first thing that Summit Newell does is make another save. Ooh. Such thrills. Good luck. Okay, makes that one at least. Good. Then basically just immediately attacks the thing that went <laughs> in her face. Like, oh, excellent. Fair. Makes sense. She does have to move out of the immediate group in order to do it because it was like a little bit further out, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Dead easy to do. In which case, she will... She's rolled horrendously. Misses. You get the impression that she is missing by virtue of some kind of effect is happening on her. She's moving slower. She's uh, a little bit clumsier than she was before. But again, she's a bear, so you haven't got a lot of frame of reference here. But <laughs> okay. it's, it, is, it is obvious. It's not subtle. It's like, oh, okay, something is affecting you. At which point then, uh, Azu, you are up. There are two visible plant dealies, but there's bells everywhere. Okay, I'm going to attack the plant nearest to me. Yep, that's fine. You'll have to move towards it so you can't do the full attack thing, but that's fine. That's Helen. fine, yep. Helen, you were going to heal Hamid. Nah, Hamid's fine. Ooh, oh no, plant or Hamid. You can't, you can't Hamid. see how messed up Hamid is, so it's fine. He is invisible. Oh, it's true. Presumably, Hamid's absolutely fine. I can't... Hamid, has your is your invisibility still on? Oh yeah. Then I can't I can't see him to heal him. Yeah, so I am fair. gonna have to kill the kill the plant. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Wow, wow! You have to walk <laughs> in my way and get healed. By lay on hands, your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> After the plants are dead, I'll do a challenge positive entity, and hopefully that will hit Hamid at some point. Anyway, so that's just the one attack once I've moved to the plant. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that'll be D20 plus 16. Okay, that is 28. That's a hit. It's a really good hit as well. Okay. Like, yeah, really this is what good. I want. 
I want to roll above 25 all, at all times. <laughs> so do I, Helen, but here we are. <laughs> all right, and then that'll be 2d12 plus 6 then. That's a 14. So, yeah, this um, creature, you take a big old swing at it and it manages to sort of move slightly out of the way so that you only clip it, but you still do huge amounts of damage to it. A couple more hits like that and you'd get rid of all of them. All right, good. Cool. At which point then, Skrark's turn. Skrark moves up to the same one to flank it. Mm -hmm. That's easy to do, that's fine. And would be able to do so if you use the entire move action without provoking a type of opportunity by basically just going around the houses a little bit. Yeah. 23 on the attack roll. Oh, no, 25. It's a hit. I love it when you do that, Bryn. Once again, forgetting bonuses. (laughs) Sneak attack is activated. Only 18 damage. That was the one that's just been hit, yeah? Yep. Skrark manages to basically just lop the head off. Like, as in the, the flower head of it. Yeah. It drops to the ground and it, it sort of shrivels slightly and then all petrifies into what looks like solid metal. Hmm. And then the uh, strand that came from it, you can see it sort of petrifying back along that tendril. Okay. At which point then, Hamid, you're up. Hamid casts magic missile on the other one. A classic. Yeah. Classic for a reason. All reliable. Yeah. <laughs> 18 damage. Yeah, similar to the damage that Azu did. It's just like, crunch, another one of them, and you'll be fine. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Technically, I ha- it might seem like, oh, we can just wrap this up. I can't. Mm-hmm. You'll all see why. Understood. Zolf, you're up. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to use Calming Touch on Cell. 1d6 plus 9 points of non-lethal damage, which I think is irrelevant. But you are no longer fatigued, shaken, or sickened. Okay, cool. So you're not your shaking is no longer suppressed. It's literally gone. It's just gone. Yeah. Yep. Sense, very sensible. And then I will move up to the other plant so that it is ten foot away from me. So basically, I'm I'm moving up to threaten it. Yep. Understood. That's fine. And that's my go. Okay. At which point then, Cell, you're up. Hmm. I'm going to shoot the crossbow at the plant. They're not in melee. So eight plus the whole three. Nine, ten, uh, twenty. Hit. 20. Yeah, another 20. Two hits. Cool. So then I do 1d10 plus 1d6 electric. You're still getting the wild bonus. Oh, wild's still there going... Jazz hands. Battle jazz hands. 11 for the first. And oh, that's that's a 1 and a 2. So 3 plus 3 is 6. That's enough. Does that kill it? It kills it, yeah. Very glad I saved my bombs then, because that... Would have been, would have been overkill. gross yeah. overkill. That's why I used Magic Missile, for the same reason. You you take out the second one. Mm. I can't drop out of initiative. Yep. Mm. But what I can do is do a little bit of metagame so that we don't just waste a bunch of time. Mm. Okay. I can't drop out of initiative because there is an ongoing effect on Summit Neil, mm. not because... I need you all to keep doing perception checks over and over and over again. Yeah. It's because there is an ongoing effect. I rarely do ongoing status illnesses, mm-hmm. which is why I'm explicitly flagging it, because otherwise you're going to misread this as, like, you know, I, I guess Summit Neil's just got to die because we've got to be ready for whatever this initiative's for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to stick in initiative because I have to, but I'm going to rattle through it a lot quicker now. Well done on taking out the plants, though because that could have been a worsening situation. I'm glad you did that. Um, So, Skrark 
is technically up. Scrap can't do anything to help Samuel directly, so he will take up a you know ready position and scan for new threats. But we already know that there aren't any immediately. In which case, then it is now Samuel's turn. Are you inserting Scrap into the initiative order twice? Yes, that was a test. It isn't Scrap's <laughs> turn. It's it's just Samuel's. Aha! Thank Have you. Let Scrap just do it do things twice in previous Scrog is an ambitious kobold on the up and up <laughs> who am I to drag him down you're fine it won't really have broken it that much yeah I think it's okay I, I'm, I'm not too worried it, it's you're right though that Scrog actively is now after Azu in initiative so it is Summit Neil Summit Neil is clearly struggling to breathe and sort of gives a and sort of is, is stumbling down a little bit and is shaking more also, you can see the silvery colouring seems to be spreading from where it hit further out across the face, like actively moving out across the face. So this looks like a polar bear in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. <laughs> Could Shiny everyone road. please give me, who can, a knowledge nature? 28. 28 knowledge nature is useful, thank you. Oh, would you allow a heal check? Yes, I would allow a heal check. Oh, cool. Uh, not to bit. cure, but to find out what's going on, to be clear. Ah, uh, no, 16. 18. Okay, so in terms of the knowledge nature, you have come across stuff like this or vaguely similar types of plants in the Americas. Mm-hmm. This isn't the right climate for it. But then again, you are in the garden, which is warmer than the surrounding area, but it's un- you wouldn't have expected to find it here. It is definitely some kind of ongoing poison. Mm -hmm. And for the healers, I will just say for free, because I'm feeling generous, this is possibly a magical poison. Or if it's not a magical poison, it's generating an effect that you would normally see in a curse rather than via a poison, Mm -hmm. which actually is going to make it more difficult to heal. Like, this is something where you'd be like, if it was a spell, you'd be like, all right, remove curse or whatever, but it's not a curse, it's a poison. Okay. Uh, and that's you just know that you can tell by the way it's behaving. It's it's not it's not moving the right way and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. But I would say then, Azu, you are up because Summit Neil's entire turn has just been spent feeling worse, basically. Aww. Well, I shall move to Summit Neil and lay on hands. Okay. What does your lay on hands do specifically? It's been a little while since we've had to engage with the other stuff like the mercies and so on my lay on hands heals 4d6 harms undead and delivers mercies deceived enfeebled and poisoned fabulous so you do that and immediately the movement of that silver stops it remains upon her face however and she sort of looks at you with in a way that only polar bears can a (laughs) real sad polar bear face Uh, not the sad polar bear she looks exhausted as a bear she looks she looks not mechanically exhausted to be clear she just looks like she's gone through the ringer very quick like really quickly and there's still powder across her snout and so on and she just lays down and just rests for a sec I can now drop out of initiative she still does not look well oh I have a thing in me that may well yes I thought you might Uh, So, I have Liberty's Blessing. Basically, I can grant a a willing creature a boon. The boon can, as a swift action, make us... Allows the creature to, as a swift action, make a saving throw against a single spell or effect it's suffering from that grants a save. The DC is equal to the original. If the saving throws are successful, the effect ends. I don't know if this is any different. Unfortunately, that's not really... No, it's not really going to apply like that. What I would say is the initial healing check I got you to do was 
you have an ongoing effect you need to stop ongoing. I will give you both the chance to do a fresh healing effect to now fix whatever is not worsening but there. I will assist Azu. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So I need to roll and see if I can give a bonus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 17, which I think the DC is 15 on assists. Yeah, you've succeeded. Uh, Azu gets plus two. Okay. I'm helping. So do I lay on hands again? No, no, no. Just give me a heal check. Because I don't think Sumitneo's actually taken any hit point damage. No, no. That's, the, that's the weird thing here. It, the, truth be told, this combat came out very oddly. Oh, I also just channel positive energy because there are hurt people here and it's cheaper for me to channel than it is for Azu. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to roll 5d6 and tell you how many hit points you'll get back. Yay. Okay. Also, that was a 20 on the heal check. So I will give you a mechanical answer. Okay. Summit Neil appears to have taken basically a bunch of decks damage. Uh, Azu understands that. Azu's like, oh, I've played this game Mm. a lot. Given that it was only active for a short space of time, six dex damage. Okay. That's not enough to paralyse it by any stretch, but this is closer to Azu after the paralysis was wearing off back in Egypt. Mm. That's what you're dealing with. However, for the heal check, I would also say that is a secondary effect for this poison. You think this is some kind of petrification effect that you've managed to stave off if it was left to run its course. Bear statue! Basically, she'd have ended up paralysed, then petrified. That is a nasty poison. Uh, yeah, as, as a bear statue. Um, so as a result, you've managed to stave it off getting worse, and you now know that there is dex damage. However, I'm going to have to be a bit meta in this, in that it isn't just a... I can't use a normal heal check to fix that dex damage. I need, like, magical rest, basically. Yeah. So just an FYI, everybody... Get 22 hit points back. Yay. I never lost any in the first place. (laughs) Cell is 18 over their usual amount. Yeah. This combat went so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm now back on full, so that's great. Hammond is not quite back on full, but he's doing fine. Yeah. Yay. I need you to know if that first portal had held up longer, this would have gone very differently. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it would have. That's why we use the big guns. That's why we use the big guns at the first portal. (laughs) So, if this is a petrification effect, as often say, I've got something that can help with the effects of the petrification. I don't know if I can reverse the petrification, but I might be able to. I don't know. Well, give it a go. You don't think the petrification has taken, to be clear. It's not like... She doesn't have a stone nose. Yeah, like, it's not that someone you'll now has a stone face. doesn't quite work like that. So you're not reversing petrification. Okay. You're dealing with a secondary effect. If the primary effect is petrification, the lay on hands effectively stopped that by stopping the poison. Oh, okay, fine. You are now dealing with a secondary effect. It is worth spelling out, because that means very different things yeah i can i can get rid of it but i'll need some time to meditate again and okay well we'll have to wait till the end of the day so um i don't know smetniel can you deal with this for now i mean I, i'll fix it as soon as i can but there's a limit on what i can do smetniel looks up gives a very very sad look and then gives a, a, a basically a, a nod right okay Poor bear. hammered is visible again i have a question Please. How strong is a celestial mount? You. <laughs> I'm wondering whether if Summit Neil can't walk, bear on I a can camel. Up the camel. Also, Summit Neil can turn back into a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I would say yeah, you're fine. Summit Neil sort of sits, but is now sat as opposed to just like flat out. Okay. And is is kind of sat and hunched. Wild stops the support music as it were what breath control (laughs) he was providing a backing track the ringing of the bells has lessened but is still sort of all around Mm -hmm. our guide has been 
hurt, so maybe we should we should go. Smetnio, can you like can you not be a bear for a bit? We can have a conversation. Is that something you can do right now? Smetnio sort of turns, looks a moment, closes her eyes, stands, but in the process of standing, starts to shift down and converts back to yeah, basically as she was. So she starts wiping off the um, it's almost like pollen off her face. Mm. This isn't my intent, but I'm aware that it, it will have a certain Mad Max Witness Me vibe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's wiping it off as a material. It seems very reluctant to leave the face, but she doesn't appear to have any permanent scarring or something. Mm. Um, this is all wrong. This is not what I would have expected, but... Do, do you know what any of the things were? There were so many different... Yeah. No, they're not of this place. N- none of them. E- even the... Um, this is those those plants shouldn't uh shouldn't really be in this in this environment i don't even mean the like frozen waste environment they shouldn't be in a like temperate forest environment this is that's a jungle thing Mm. maybe we caused this maybe it maybe it doesn't want us here it's 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 impossible to tell i we made a lot of noise what do you think we should do summit neil takes a moment my instinct would be to proceed. Uh, though I am wearied, we've we've not even found the centre of the blight yet. And really? better this journey is completed yep. than abandoned. Doing everything again will only increase the risk. Indeed. Yeah. We're burning daylight. Indeed. We need to get out again before dusk. Wild speaks up. I, I agree. <laughs> at, at the risk of sounding callous, we came out of that almost fine. Yes, thank, thank you, Zolfan. I'm almost back to normal, I think. I'd rather get something useful from this journey, basically. All right. Well, Sametniel, if you're if you're willing to keep going, we should keep going. We should do it now. If you if you can't walk, I can I can get a camel, and she'd be happy to carry you. I, I'm not familiar with what you. Uh, I can walk. Are you sure? Yes, I can walk. I just you don't have to force yourself to. It is fine. All right, all right then. I will I will not be slow. I will just be clumsy. Um, in fact. One moment. She kneels, tries to reach for soil, but there's just bare earth under it. She sighs for a second, stands back up, reaches into a pouch and pulls out some soil, rubs it between her hands, basically muttering some kind of incantation or something similar. There's a a glow of green light coming from the the dirt between her hands, Mm -hmm. and then she rubs it across her face. Think more like a a sand bath type deal, Mm -hmm. and with it, the uh, silver pulls away and she adopts her... I was going to say, stands up straight. She's still, like, hunched over, etc., <laughs> but straighter, I guess. Yeah. A natural pose. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're quite elderly, but, Yeah, that's a good they? way of putting it. I am, uh, I, I am fine. This is a, a temporary effect. Difficult to remove oneself whilst it is still... The ringing concerns me. Right. I think we should proceed, but if we do, I think we should proceed very carefully. Um, one of these plants is not a problem. Even two is is sensible, but... We all deal with these at the same time. This is a problem. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Beyond this point, I have no more advice. Um, I've never been able to proceed f- any further than here. For and she gestures at just, you know, the swathes of icor that are still coating the poisoned ground. Obvious reasons. Should we um, spread spread out a little bit, or, or, or continue to stick close together? I know there's but. You know, benefits to both uh, t- tactics. I think we should probably stick together so, you know, uh, one of us doesn't get 
separated and and yeah. blown up. Or yeah, I, we've I still agree. got to worry about the distractions and stuff. I guess this is still the Garden of Yerlik. Yeah, corrupted. Yeah. Yes, but it is still the Garden. To travel into the Garden alone is to invite visitation. Good, I, I do not point. believe we good should point. necessarily be upon one another, but certainly do, do not stray. Yeah. All right. It's a good point. I've been tied to Wild this entire time, haven't I? Yeah, you had enough rope, so it's fine. But you've been zipping around the place like a bungee gone a cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Just dragging him around the battle map. You've, you've kind of got him on a little kiddie leash. Yeah. No wandering off. Okay. He was just moving in concert with you because you're so in sync. Aww. I mean, that's a far more elegant way of putting it. You know what? Let's take this as a break. It feels like a natural break point, And then we can uh, press on after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back. So, pressing onwards, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. What I am going to ask then is, are people going just as a sort of loose bunch? Are people going in single file? How do you want to do this? I would loose suggest bunch. a slightly looser bunch than previously, personally. Mm. Like, I might be ten foot away from people rather than five foot away. Yeah, 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 that's fine. In that case, then, as you're advancing through, can everyone please give me a perception check first, and then we'll go from there. Okay. 27. 29. 23. 21 for Hamid. 28 for Skrark. Okay. So everyone, as you're moving forward start to see the silver forms distant at the edge of vision in your direction, sort of hidden behind trees. Everyone also hears the sort of distant bells and so on. For Zolf, Skrark and Cell, you still have... You remember those portals were prefaced by just a a, a sense of hostility? Mm -hmm. You still have a lingering sense of hostility in the area but it doesn't seem to be so much following you as it is moving. It's hard to explain. Like, sometimes it feels like it's a little bit closer and sometimes it feels like it moves further away. But it does feel like it's... You know when you went to a room and you could swear that there was someone in that exact spot, not just that, oh, I think someone's a bit, like, there. Mm-hmm. It, it's that kind of thing where it's like, something doesn't like me over there, but there's nothing there. But it is, it is a non-physical... Like, this isn't something you're hearing, this isn't something you're seeing. It is a strictly sort of spiritual perception on this one and also like with its movement is this like a single thing moving around or it's like it's here and then disappears and it reappears over there or like what's the what's the feeling i know it's abstract but what was what was the highest perception 29 was it from cell it's very hard to place cell thinks it's probably a thing moving around rather than a thing just popping around the place, you know what I mean? It's it's quite difficult because there is a sense to the movement, but you can't you can't trace lines, it's not that consistent, do you know what I mean? There's like interference is the best way to put it. So it's almost like a spiritual concealment is at play a little bit. Nice. 
Cell's going to... I've just checked and drinking their alchemical allocation dragon breath elixir. They can use it for an hour afterwards. So they're just going to swig that. Good idea. And spit it back into the spit it back yep, into the jar. Yep, yep. Nice, nice. And just say something. Something is move, moving around, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem to like us very much. I'm not sure what it's. I mean, cells currently on charisma minus two. Wild speaks up. Could this be the thing? The the the, the portal thing. Well, it's the same kind of feeling, isn't it? It's the same kind of feeling that something doesn't want you there. But, you know, I don't know if... Is that just my anxiety? I don't know. Can you feel it? Yes. Okay, that's useful. That's useful to know. Yeah, because you're Because it's over there. While while just turns and points, and you both have a sort of vague sense it might be in that direction, while it's like, it is there. Like, bang. He just seems to have a bead on it. You you seem to be a lot clearer on it. Uh, do do you do you have any idea? Can you see a thing? Is there a thing that you can see there? Is there? I think I can hear it. What's it saying? Or doing? Or singing? A wounded animal. I, d- I don't know how to explain it. it, it it's not speaking. Samitniel, is is that something we should follow up? You you ask questions of things. You're beyond my knowledge. Um, my instincts say. The blight comes from a source, a center. It, the the, the center has not moved. All right. To guess, I would guess this is a symptom of the sickness, not the sickness itself. All right. This is your your garden, you know. But I, this is a guess. If I knew these answers, I would have solved the problem. Fine. It's a better guess than what we've got. So we'll stick with going to the source. Could everyone please give me a stealth check? <laughs> Bear with me. There is a logic here, which is very simple which is, I'm assuming you are trying to avoid fights rather than invite them. This is not a stealth check to avoid the thing that you can't really avoid. This is more like, you got bell plants all over the place. Might be good to avoid them. So I'm just kind of wrapping all of that just in a stealth check rather than doing survival and this and that and blah, 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 blah. 16? <laughs> 16. Okay. 22 for yep. Hamid. Mm-hmm. Skrark rolled a natural 20 for a total of 37. Woo! 12 minus, I don't know, like, let's say 7. Let's say that I rolled a 7. Big, clanky... (laughs) Lady. Yeah, so you're clonking along. It's clear to everyone else. It's not possible for Azu to be quiet enough in a way to help. This is just a fact. There's too much stone. There's too much leaf litter. There's armour. It's too much metal. Too much pink. As you're moving, your your position is clearly being given away. This does not mean you're immediately under attack, but it means that the ringing does not stop. It is still surrounding you and seems to be moving with you. There are a couple of moments where Summit Neil put up a hand to stop. Will point out like against like a hanging vine or something, and then gesture quietly to sort of move around. Um, she must have like astonishingly good eyesight, by the way, F- like far better than she has any right to have but she seems to be doing a decent enough job of navigating around, but there is a lot of navigating around because you are effectively moving through like almost like a live minefield. There's a lot of circle, circle back or whatever, but you are making clear and steady progress. And as you do so, it becomes clear that there are far more than two of those silver figures. Mm, Six, eight. people, I guess. You're starting to get the impression there is a crowd of silver figures if you can just get past this tree cover. Are they moving? No. Are we, get, are we entering a sort of Medusa's cave sort of situation? That's certainly the vibe you're getting. 
Yeah. Mm. I was thinking of like the the Snow Queen or whoever it is from Narnia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar, similar vibes where you're going along and you, it's becoming clear there are figures. Are they yeah. all human sized? And Everyone, give me a perception check, please. Okay. Twenty. Ooh, thirty-one. Whoa. Mine is also thirty-one. Whoa. Got twenty. Hi. Nice. Yay. Twenty-two for Hamid. 20 for Scrock. Only Salanazu can spot this. In fact, would even summon here? That's quite high roll. Summon here's not sure. I don't think Wild could. Nah. <laughs> They're all dwarven. Mm. Oh. In full battle armour, it looks like to your eyes. Oh no! Svalbard! Svalbard's full of dwarves! Maybe they fit. Oh no! Oh no! Everything was fine until the dwarven nation attacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is exactly the vibe, the Medusa's Cave kind of thing I'm going for, where some of them are slumped on the ground, some of them are face down, most of them seem to be in various forms of either fight or flight, but there's a crowd that is becoming apparent, like a decent chunk. Um, you can't see the edges of it because there's too many trees. So I was going to say all of that, especially pointedly to Summit Neil, like, so were there that's many dwarves, dwarf statues before is it a tradition with your people to to carve dwarves in battle poses or are these frozen people like is that maybe something that you like sells on a massive minus charisma thing they just ramble i do not like to guess but it, i i would doubt that these are statues given our predicament it seems like a force right. of dwarves attacked and maybe got caught by the the flowers attacked what how would a force of dwarves attack without you lot knowing about it, though? Yeah. A portal? Like that we, We've had portals, yes, but maybe they've been... Mm. Di- I don't... We don't know, right? Or a teleporting. That guy... Yes, the, we already the, saw. The uh, fleshy friend, a uh, non, non-friend, uh, said that... Wait, he... That was a, that was a teleportation. Yeah, but that was uh, undead mon... Look, yeah, fine. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They're all dead. So let's keep going to the source. Well, we have... Uh, this is wild. We have one advantage. Mm. We're not dead? Yeah, that's one. Well, I at least think that we might have an edge in that we have a solid guess as to what caused it. That looks like petrification to me. We've run oh, yeah. into it. At least we have a warning. I yeah. mean, mm. I, I don't know how it would happen, but if they didn't know what they were dealing with, think how much damage all of this could have done if we'd have run into a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. W- watch out for oh. more of those vines. I think definitely. we're going to have to be very, very careful not to set them off. I was thinking of not being very careful, but now you've said that. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Thank you for that, Zolf. I, I, I missed your sharp rapier wit. <laughs> it is good to have you back, Wild. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, I'm fabulous. But in, in all seriousness, Azu, I'll, I'll be honest, that's a large crowd, meaning there must be a large amount of these plants. Mm. With the army, you're a bit of a liability, and I mean that in with the most care in the world. I'm not sure it's a good idea for me to take it off. So, as far as I can tell, and people, correct me if I'm wrong, I, 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 our options I can see are we either split so that we can get closer without... basically without running the risk of setting them off with, with uh, your armour. We doff the armour, which I don't think is something that's necessarily a good idea either. Or a third option that I haven't really arrived at. Uh, well, um, I th- is there anything that we can do to potentially make Azu less noticeable. I'm thinking Hamid was able to make himself invisible. Uh, I can make myself invisible. Unfortunately, my potions tend not to work on other people. I can make Azu invisible, but it's it's mostly the sound. sound. We need a muffling thing, I suppose, but I don't don't know if that's... 
I don't know. Maybe I should just... I think Azu should be with us, and I think that that's part of the risk we're taking coming here. I don't think... Yeah, we live or die together. We ain't leaving anyone behind. Thank you, Zol. Or anyone's armour behind. Summit Niel speaks up. I have, much like yourselves, ways that can help, but not, not such that would solve this problem. Then we keep going. I concur. All right. We'll just be alert then, and I'll... um. I'll have my axe ready. <laughs> I feel I, mu- I must lead as your guide. Anyone who is able to help those who might get sprayed might need to be at the centre of the group, that they can help the ones at the edge. Yep. All right. Summit Neil starts moving on very slowly, very cautiously. Okay. I am not going to require checks from people. Mm-hmm. Because basically you've managed to save Summit Neil, who's doing a lot of the looking out for you, but the going is painfully slow. I don't mean that you're burning hours and hours, but I do mean that there's no straight line. You're having to curve quite wildly out of your way and loop back, and it's taking a long time. She resorts to like picking up a rock and hocking it in a different direction. <laughs> All the survival tricks she has at her disposal, she is using to get you there, but I am happy to just jump ahead to she succeeds. Okay. When, when you say a long time, how long? At least half an hour. For okay, half an hour is fine. Half an hour, but to cover a couple of hundred feet, because it's yeah, just that's, that's cool. a it, wash. I've just got several effects on the only last an hour or 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah And it yeah. gets that dense that even with all of the, like, basically the camouflage that a plant hidden amongst plants has, it becomes very clear that this place has a decent, like, a wash of them. Eventually, though, you are drawing close, you are drawing closer... This is, you're looking at a dwarven route. This is not a battle. This is people fleeing, with some people trying to stand their ground whilst others flee. As you're approaching closer, the ones that you're first seeing are the ones who are just, you know, mid-flee, effectively, or are flat on the ground where they fell, with a couple of people covering their backs and so on. I am not really, as a person, hooked into dwarven culture, but... Given that I'm a dwarf and had dwarven parents, is there anything that I can glean from the way they look, the way they're dressed? Like, I was not exactly immersed and have spent most of my time in the Navy and pirate ships. And, I, can, I can give you a bunch. I, I can give you a bunch. And also, a check might come in soon. Does anyone have knowledge, history? Ben, you're going to be getting a, a, a free yep. info because of heritage stuff. Okay. Cell's got quite a bit in it. Can I have anyone who has knowledge, history first, and then I'll give an additional sprinkling of personal information for Zolf? Mm-hmm. Uh, 29. Should I also roll knowledge history to supplement the personal information? Do you have knowledge history? Yeah. Oh, right, then yes, please do. That'll make it easier. Not, I'll, just, I'll great, give you... But... Sorry, I didn't know you had it, in which case then I can add you a bonus for your personal history. I mean, I rolled a seven, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Sell. I don't think you would have encountered the cultural markers that are sort of on display here like there's, in, there's insignia that you don't necessarily recognize and um, you might have run into them as like a, an obscure trading partner kind of thing but you've not really had any direct contact the way that cell has skill points i assume that they read lots of things and wherever they go ask questions notice things and uh, study up so that's what i'm leading to is that you don't have any first-hand personal experience with this mm-hmm. um however based on a couple of things to do with like things as simple as like armor shaping the fact that they're all wearing heavy heavy furs Mm, they seem to be wearing a lot of interior clothing as well they don't look to be like they are set to run out they're wearing like 
effectively house furs, if you know what I mean by that. Like, you know, if you're, if you're in a house that has no windows and it's cold, but you're still interior, you have those big sort of almost like a, a fur dressing gown and so on. Some of them are in armour. Most of them are in interior clothing. The ones who are in interior clothing are more often the ones who seem to be mid-flea. Zolf, you are aware that there is a... You already know this, obviously, that Svalbard has a heavy dwarven population like it's a it's a it's a specifically dwarven stronghold not for wartime but it is a stronghold is the right word you will have been over the course of the time jump reading up on wild's instruction on svalbard and stuff like that you would make a very heavy educated guess that these are svalbardian dwarves and even if there are some that aren't it's still the vast majority that are like these are people who this is everything you would have expected i don't know how else to put it than that like all of your sort of research which would have been even just tangential for any kind of hints these are svalbardian dwarves how they got here god knows but they're there these dwarves are from svalbard ah well thank thank you mr smith it it, it reminded me of a a thing from a book that i huh how do, do so uh just clarify something for me they look to me like they're wearing wearing things that you would wear inside the house am i am i out of date or incorrect there is there's this, no is this way now... that these people knew that they were going to be here it looks like some sort of teleporting effect and they suddenly found themselves here and were trying to get away uh summit neil speaks up no that can't be the case um you say can't that... be but <sighs> yes but this the... one's in a dressing gown that should not be the case then it, it makes the, the, the garden doesn't summit neil starts moving on for the first time without, you know, warning people to catch up or anything like that, just starts moving on towards the centre past them. Well, while this is happening, I think Azu has been, like, murmuring, like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, funeral blessings, that kind of thing. Yeah, Whatever yeah. the Aphrodite rituals are for that, like, once she's understood that these are all dead people, then, you know. Wild sort of comes up to Azu specifically, puts a, a hand on Azu's shoulders. <sighs> I don't know if this is better or worse. That might be premature. Oh, wild. You... (laughs) Oh, no. Petrification isn't death. It's an imprisonment. That is worse. It can be, but it isn't always. I I don't know. It depends on on what's going here, but I know there are are spells. uh, Hamid, you'll know this. Uh, Flesh to stone. Stone to flesh is a thing. I mean... It's impossible to say whether this was lethal or not. But wouldn't I, they have starved? Part of me hopes that it it was, in a sense. Unless, I mean, finding a way to reverse this for this many people would be... A monumental task. Best not to dwell on it until we've dealt with whatever the immediate problem is. There's some sort of... We know that there are the, the portals that open something... Location, space, and it doesn't mean... But, yeah, we need to keep going and find out what we can. Oh, I don't think I mentioned that. Those tentacles and stuff, that were the ethereal plane, so make of that what you will. Really? Yeah. But Or, I, I mean, my best guess. I mean, there wasn't a sign, but... What, what's this ethereal plane? Azu, specifically, can you please give me a knowledge religion? Yeah. That's only a 13, sorry. 13. Alex is going to give you a very bad crash course in uh, your teachings on planar cosmology because you just, every religion role I get, you just did not pay attention in I seminary. You kept, I know. You kept blowing it off for axe practice and it <laughs> keeps coming up, okay? It was axe practice and kissing girls. <laughs> Paladins, they just, okay. you know. Here's Azu's understanding of planar cosmology, right? Existence 
is basically a sandwich, right? <laughs> so in the middle, right, you've, you've, got your, you've got your meat, which is the material plane, right? And you can go in that direction, and then you've got other planes, you know? You've got stuff like, I don't know, uh, the ethereal plane, which is a bit more like ghosts i guess mm. but not like not like not like religious ghosts it's more like a ghost monster ghouly kind of place mm-hmm. but you've got the hells as well that's that's the like the bottom that's like your tomato at the bottom right and then you've got the outer planes they're like your bread and then heaven isn't the ethereal plane it's like and then your 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 knowledge of the plane and stuff starts to break down because you're not really sure how heaven fits into the sandwich yeah. That's that's when lunch actually, t- you know, the bell for lunch actually went off. Yeah. But I'm afraid that with that role, this is broadly speaking a knowledge of planar cosmology. It's not a core part of re- your religious teaching. You know enough to know you can travel around the planes without literally meeting, like, the gods there. It's yeah. more complex than just hopping in and saying, hello. Very quickly, how about me? Because I know enough to identify <laughs> it. But Ben has no damn clue. <laughs> so... I know that you have knowledge religion. Do you have planar knowledge as well as a thing? Yeah, that's what I rolled to okay. get the... Could you please give me another knowledge planes? Aww. I know that you already know it. It's just this is going to determine specificity. Oh, that's not terrible, actually. Uh, that's a 21. Okay, cool. Sandwich model's not really accurate. It's, it's, it's an oversimplification that's useful, and it would be the kind of analogy that you've heard people use before. Like the flat electron. Yeah. The ethereal plane is not a plane... This is not the you're dead plane. It doesn't work like that. The ethereal plane is more a plane where spirit is material and material becomes spirit. You can move through the ethereal plane and distance goes a little bit wobbly, but you could enter the ethereal plane, move through a wall, and then pop out from the ethereal plane. Ah. It's like the rules of spirit and material are almost reversed in ethereal specifically. It doesn't mean it's full of gods. Is it the space that people effectively go to when they, like, cast Dimension Door and stuff? Like, briefly? Yes, broadly speaking. There's there's, all, there's other elements at play. I'm oversimplifying. And again, like, yeah. Einstein would have a whole field day with <laughs> this. <laughs> but broadly speaking, teleportation effects involve minor movements through the planes sometimes and things like that. The more elaborate the teleportation, the more elaborate the transposition, the more likely it is to interact with the planes. Grizzop would have known, right, that... That's how Grizzop got to Rome, walking with Eldarion. There were there were planar elements at play there. Yeah, I won't dive into specifically what it was. I know what it was, but I can't say because it was is isn't material that you would know. But yeah, if effectively, it would make sense that if something is going wrong on a planar level in this area, you are more likely to encounter things like outsiders or creatures from the ethereal plane poking their heads into the material plane. Elementals are more likely to be turning up. You can expect things to be alive that shouldn't be and things that should be alive not to be, that kind of thing. It isn't a plane of chaos. That would be, you know, like primordial, up is down, earth, it does not exist, there is a void. It's not that. This feels more like a smaller tear. But it's, un- it's very unusual. You're not aware of situations like this before. Cool. So in character, I, I re- well, so the ethereal plane is basically an inversion where the spiritual becomes material and the material becomes spiritual, basically. Huh. I reckon that because of all the stuff that's going on, the walls between the planes have been weakened, so things are, like, popping through and it's all getting a bit muddled up. Sort of like an interdimensional hernia. Yeah, I guess. Ooh, yeah, hernias are nasty. Wild looks at Cell for a moment. I'm stealing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever happened to these people, I think they probably need my prayers regardless, so... Yeah, of course. 
Summit Neil is a little bit further ahead than she probably should be, but not in a way that she's suddenly going to fall out of sight. Okay. Well, I scooch to catch up then. Yeah. I think we'll yeah, all do that. I'm going to ask people to gently catch up a little bit there, and then we'll we'll press on a little bit further. As you're continuing, you realise that you're, broadly speaking, reaching the base of this cauldron I've been talking about Mm. because it's flattening out. (laughs) And as you look outwards from where you are, you can see curving up the mountainside, they're healthy trees, even if you are currently amongst the blight and there are still things obscuring the vision and so on. But as you start continuing through, there's a brief sort of flurry of, of dead leaves and so on. And the visibility is turning a little bit poor again. There's a almost a sort of miasma here. I would say the feeling of that unwelcome animosity is still sort of stalking, I guess, but Wild still has a bead on it and it never really comes close enough to seemingly do anything. But there is a second layer at play here and it's just an unease and it is an, it is an ambient unease of ah, the world's wrong somehow, I can't place it. Mm. It's, it's going into your house and finding that every single thing has been moved one inch to the left. Mm. It is... It is knowing, it is knowing, I know, I know I closed the microwave door, but the microwave door is open, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you can't place it. You've never been here before, but it's wrong, and you don't know why, but it's slightly wrong. And the visibility is a little bit poor, but as you keep drawing nearer, something literally huge starts looming out from the distance, not moving, but there. At first, it looks like maybe a structure? Oh, no, it's a dragon. Maybe a... May, maybe a you can't place it like a like a like a cathedral has been dropped there or something and then you realize there's two more there's three of these big huge shapes but they seem to be organic almost curved and then there's a moment where the sort of miasma so on clears just a little bit and there are three huge utterly alien plants in the middle of a slight clearing again at the risk of selling out the uh, the drama a little bit you know that the Jumanji plant that wants to eat people with the big bulb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think big, big, huge bulb, building-sized bulbs. Little Shop of Horrors. Times, yeah, times 100, but yeah. But, like, big Shop of Horrors. Huge, <laughs> huge bulbs. Gigantic Shop of Horrors. <laughs> and you can see that the strands of these sort of um, ringing bell vines seem to be leading gently towards them as a sort of root tendrils, maybe, or something. But you can see that there is hundreds, as this miasma clears, there are hundreds of these dwarven statues. And they all seem to be fleeing one of the large sort of bulbs. Everyone give me one last perception check for the episode. God. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a dragon. (laughs) 16. 27. 33. 27 for both Hamid and Skrark. Okay, forgive me for this one, Ben. You just didn't hit my threshold. <laughs> the three bulbs are not equidistant from you. They're a little bit staggered. The nearest bulb is the one that you can see all the dwarven statues apparently fleeing from. The furthest one you can't see is almost mostly obscured by the other two. But you can see, now that you're looking, now that you're really straining to see, there appears to be basically animal statues coming from the other one what looks to be a large cat of some kind uh sell to your eye yeah i've 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 seen animals like that in the americas but there's a moment of stillness as summit newell is just shocked and she seems utterly distraught as you look at an utterly silent sea of silver statues and these enormous i can't say monstrosity but alien bulbs sat there warping the world around them. Oh. 
and I'll end the episode there. Very nasty, I like it. High fantasy's the best fantasy. Bad gardening. But burn them. But burn them. <laughs> Not good gardening. So, how are we doing? Are we okay? Got yeah. a little bit intense there towards the end. <laughs> Ooh, I feel another massive fight coming on. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> the first one was just the warm-up. This is the actual <sighs> Well, I'll, I'll leave you all to uh, brew up some theories as to what's happening and no doubt cook up some other ridiculous way to completely annihilate everything that turns up immediately with no effort whatsoever, yeah? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Some effort was expended. Oh, so, yeah. oh thanks for yeah. your pity, Ben. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord, or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Two, one. Ben always makes me laugh because I don't think it's intentional, but you have the exact stance of the fire alchemist from um, Full Metal Alchemist whenever you click your fingers. <laughs> the exact angle. I don't oh, know how or I why, mean, but you I do. am a moody teen at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tim is a giant, like, haunted set of armour, so it all works out. <laughs> <laughs>